Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Everyone is Everything. Today's episode is with Molly Burney. I'm so excited to release this one. This was one of my favorites and I've said that a few times but this one I'm going to give you a a different reason. This one um, not only is the guest just she's awesome, um, super smart and vulnerable and all those things that I want out of an episode are in this. But also, as we talked about all of these practices and these tools um, in order to, you know, exist in a more authentic way, all these tools that we hear about on Instagram and all this stuff and um, through Ramdas and through whatever avenue we take, I really feel like we lived them in the episode in real time as scary and as exciting and as vulnerable as that is Um, and I really feel like we we only had an hour but I feel like we hit our stride at an hour so I'm definitely going to have her back on Um, and really I'm gonna waste no more time Uh, just real quick to give you an idea she is a clinical life coach um, and private practice so we kind of you'll you'll pick that up from all the details and I'll put her website and everything in the show notes. So honestly just enjoy Molly Bernie. This is actually the most fun, just to piggyback on what we just said, is uh we're just gonna see what happens. Um and every once in a while, I'll have a guest that I'll, I'll think, you know, sometimes I come up with like specific questions, like 10 or so, mm-hmm. just to keep myself in a comfortable space. Cause you know, I did interviews before the podcast for like a metal magazine and stuff. And it's like, I always had questions and this one again, and this has happened a couple of times where I'm just like, I don't know if I need a lot of questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I just have, it's this jukebox where I'm just going to put in that quarter and be like, here's a topic. Go see what happens. Boy, I'm, I'm, there's a part of me that's, that's terrified. That's not a compliment. Mm. <laughs> and there's right. a part of me that's also totally enticed by that. Like, yeah, pull the string. Let's, let's see. Right. Let's just <laughs> recognize it's a compliment. And, uh, <laughs> But I will say, just to give you a little, to meet you there, there is a part of me that like 10 minutes before, I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> like, I need to have some some ideas. Now it's like, instead of being nervous yesterday, I just put bunched it all up into this few minutes before the podcast. Well, so. great. Yeah, better better having anxiety around the actual event rather than having to right. brace for impact for a day and a half before. That sounds right. great. Doing it a thousand times in my head nervously. Instead, right. you know, it just I'll just... I'll just mess up this time. We'll just yeah, do it just now, real, just in real time. I'll blow it now instead of having to blow it over and over again in my head. And <laughs> so it's, it's funny because I did, you know, I looked at your website and stuff like that. And, and we've kind of mentioned how we have similar influences, teachers. And so that's kind of one of the things that connected us. And when I look at your website, I get such strong, like Vivekananda presence there. Um, really? In, in wow. the sense of like, we're not messing around. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're not here to like play in the the space of like, because a lot of times I will talk to people in, in spiritual circles and, and I love it. But then sometimes I'll talk to the people that follow them and it's like, 
they're missing this practical element, right? Mm -hmm. And Vivekananda mm -hmm. was very much about practical tools, practical religion, practical philosophy. Like if it wasn't, sure. if you weren't using it, like what, then we're just playing a game. And I know you right. could say it's a game, whatever, but I love that's, <laughs> that's the vibe I got. It's like, oh, okay. So I understand this intellectually. I might mm -hmm. feel it emotionally, but now what? Now right, what right. what does the application of it look like? Um, it's good to know that it comes across that way. Because sometimes when I <laughs> venture onto my website, I'm like, I feel like I'm shouting. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm shouting at me a little much. Um, because so much of the content on that website was just drawn from a conversation with a copywriter who was like, oh, I'll use this and I'll use this. Um, and I, I think there is so much force around, here's the conversation we're having. But it is so much more in the being um, mm -hmm. that I, yeah, it, it, but that's good feedback. That's good to right. know. Right. And um, I, mean, I think, go on, sorry. Uh, oh, no, I just to, to piggyback on your point here about uh, Vivekananda's practicality, I think that's what a, uh, so much of Ramdas has done for me is um, created a, a, a substance, a direct practice, a direct experience, a direct uh, rituals and an appreciation for what that looks like in the tapestry of my day-to-day -day life. Mm. Um, and there's a, a sense of accountability in that, that I both like and resist, and, but it's it still that there's a, a model for it. Um, not that we have to get too attached to models here. God. Mm, right. <laughs> well, we're going to continue to contradict ourselves as we talk. Like, that's a thing that I find. <laughs> so if we have to stop every time, be like, well, I know that not this, but this, then let's just leave that <laughs> at the door because we're, we're full like I because even Vivekananda like sometimes he'll say this path is the right way and then you'll read something else and he'll say this path is the right way so he's just so passionate about the the doing of the the you know the work so to speak that whatever you want to call it um that it de does depends on the context where he's going to put his his drive his like this one's for you this one's for you and it just it all comes through with that passion Totally. I was I was doing a uh, a workshop a few months ago, and um, one of the clients was giving a little pushback because I'd given conflicting coaching, saying like, "Yes, it's heroic for you to speak up, and no, 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 for you it's heroic to shut up. For you, withholding, biting your tongue is going to be more heroic." And someone was saying, "Well, how how can they both be heroic? It totally depends on context. If you're leaning left, I'm going to tell you to go right. If you're leaning right, I'm going to tell you to go left." Um, but that there's always what's the intervention? What's the counter to intuitive intervention for you? Right. That's, that's the and, work. And you know, it's funny is uh, you mentioned Ram Das, and if you look behind me, I do have Ram Das and Vivekananda here. And I, I love that because I, I, you know, I was just talking to a friend who I, I, I made through social media and she follows the podcast. So that's makes me feel good. And we talk about it though. She gives me like real insight. But um, she also, you know, we'll talk about Vivekananda and Ramdas and as almost two different flavors of the same lessons, you know, like mm. sometimes, you know, she'll, she'll give me these Ramdas quotes and they'll be so soft and really like allowing, right. And really like be there for whatever is there and all this stuff. And then you have Vivekananda who's just like, get up now, wake up, do the thing. Like, <laughs> right. and it's just like, Oh no. And not that Ramdas doesn't also have that, not that he doesn't, mm -hmm. but it's just so interesting. And it speaks to what you just said that even like you said, two different people might have two different, two different people are the same person in two different situations might need a different coaching. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really depends on what's the part of the map we're coming into the conversation with and what's the pathology we're working with and what's our history and what's our karma and what's the, you know, that there are, yeah, of course, of course, different recipes, different ingredients, 
Absolutely. Right. I was just listening to a Ram Dass lecture recently where he was he was saying to someone, or no, maybe he was mocking someone uh, earlier who had said like, oh, I'm too high. I can't stand up after the matter station. He goes, cut the shit, stand up, come on. Right. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, the, to me, the softness is only credible because that is also present. That's part right. of the container. Right. You know, I, I'm going to open up about something that I wasn't even going to bring up, but because you said that, like I, and I don't want to go down this path too far, but just to exemplify it, um, I've been pairing a lot of my my spiritual readings with learning about you know, uh, deep about the Holocaust and heavy things mm. and stuff like this. And it's very challenging to work with both. Right. Yeah. And I've found like the thing that I've found so far, I haven't processed all this yet. Like I said, we're not going to go into that Great. in a deep Fabulous. way. That's but okay. The thing that, that made that come up just now is that like, I don't want a spiritual, uh, path that does not include that stuff that does not include the dark stuff that does not include like if we're just being like well that's just you know i can't explain i don't i do want to talk about that i do want to explain i do want to work that in because otherwise like none of it works for me yeah like the, the yeah. nice stuff doesn't work for me unless i also have to have a way to connect with the the hard stuff the dark stuff and that can be also in myself you know, because mm -hmm. if I can't recognize it in in these big picture ways, I'm never going to know about it in myself. Yeah, yeah. But this, this speaks to you know an issue that permeates wellness culture, which is the, the sort of tendency to lean towards the saccharine and um, positive thinking with no critical thinking. Um, and that that's I, I get that there's been a recent push to shadow work, and but I, th I think that's sort of an Instagrammable idea as well. So there's some sex appeal to that. But what you're, to me, what that really says when you're like, look, I'm studying both my spiritual practice and, forgive me, the fucking Holocaust, is right. that it's about how do I expand my heart to include the paradox that we're really looking at here? How do I include this exquisite joy and unity and bliss and the horror, the horror, the horror? This is a both and game. Um, and so I, I, I admire that kind of study. I really do. I really right. do. Right. And these, all these teachers talk, you know, the, the theme that we keep seeing in, in a lot of the, um, the beings that we, we, I, these ideals, I'll say ideals. I don't want to say enlightened or I just want to, these ideals are sure. this, this truth of non-duality, right? This non-dual mm -hmm. idea of, you know, the universe, um, the oneness, all of that. And that's really great. And we can see science reflecting some of it and we can intellectualize <laughs> it very easily. But once you start to like, look at it, you know, literally and feel it like fitting it all, like you said, into that container, like it's so easy to just look at the trees and be like, yeah, the trees are beautiful and like <laughs> all this stuff. And I love that too. But mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you have to put in all that other stuff and it's so, so difficult. And like you said, the, the Instagrammable shadow work thing, like, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to speak on anyone in particular, but I do feel like sometimes it feels very surface level on our, on, on where we're just saying, well, yes. I mean, and that's good too. Maybe someone has never even acknowledged that they feel sad and they're finally mm -hmm. at least mm -hmm. at saying that, at least saying right. that, you know, but man, does it suck when you get into like the real stuff, <laughs> like the deeper you get, you're like, the farther I get, it's going to be nicer. Right? No, no, no. That is in fact, not the idea either. Yeah. Um, right. Boy. Yeah. I, I think that, um, 
I really agree with you on that. And there's there's the, the inclination too that this that this work should feel good or yield results that feel good. Um, yeah. And that is just that's not always been my experience with right. this. Right. And it's funny because we started talking about like the practical tools and, Mm -hmm. but these practical tools aren't like a one fix situation. Like, you know, if this is constant, you know, constant work and constant recognition and awareness and things like that. So let me, I'm going to throw out an actual question because we're, we're we're almost, we're just past 10 minutes in here. This is pretty good, actually making good. Yeah, we're rolling. We're doing it. To hell with the questions. questions. Right. But I do want to ask this one because I'm curious because the practical tools, right. Uh And you've talked to a lot of people, right. Through therapy and then through coaching. So, um, what are some of the practical tools that you find that like people are like, generally not equipped with like what is like if there's a general couple things that you're like man if if you guys knew these mm-hmm. like these are the great starting points like that almost nobody has what are we doing just bumping around the world without these tools sure sure um i can definitely riff on that but before i get mm-hmm. into what the tools are um and i'm sure i'm going to miss some by the way fine. um i think I, we have a misconception of what forgive me the swearing is just part of my deal um of what the fuck these tools are supposed to do you know when i say to a client we're talking about mindfulness and to be clear i'm not a mindfulness teacher i'm not a meditation teacher i'm just sharing my part of the map and this is how i talk about it and okay and if you want to study mindfulness great you need to go to a mindfulness teacher um but when we talk about meditation for example as a practice or as an exercise in order to practice making room for our anxiety Um, The the most common feedback I get is, yeah, but this didn't solve my anxiety. No, that is not what the tool is designed to do. Um, And if we're thinking that's what the tools are supposed to do, they're all going to fail. So let's shift our expectation about our relationship to these tools in the first place um, before we start talking about what they are. So that's the the first thing is that these tools are not about annihilating the darkness. These tools are about expanding our capacity to include the darkness, just as your study of the Holocaust does, et cetera, Um, and yoga and meditation and all of that. But the simplest tools have to do with pausing, pausing, just the simple pause is not something we are taught. It's not something we're equipped with. It's not something our culture values. Um, And when there's no value system around it, we don't learn how to approach it for ourselves. We just, we don't learn how to cultivate that. We don't, um, we also don't learn how to tolerate our anxiety that comes up when we pause. Mm -hmm. So in order to tolerate the anxiety, another tool would be breath. And I know there's a lot of talk about breath work. I'm, again, not a breath breath work facilitator, but I I do breathe. I do know a few things about what that does in the body and and how it works with my mind and how I've seen it uh, intervene on other people's thought habits. So when we are stopping and attending to our breath, not as a strategy for getting rid of the anxiety, the fear, the frustration, the self-doubt, whatever it is, but as a strategy for observing it, as a strategy for getting curious about it, Breath is an awesome tool to use to be able to go, where are my feet? What am I telling myself is true? Which brings me to another tool of just inquiry. What am I telling myself in this moment? What's the narrative I have running? What conclusions am I coming to? And now we're getting into where my work gets really spicy and interesting. But those three, just basic pausing, breathing, self-inquiry, baseline foundational stuff that children can do to start questioning their own relationship to the thoughts in their head and the world around them. Right. 
I mean, I mean, those, and you know, what's funny about those is they're not new, right? They're not new. Right. No, I've there's nothing them. proprietary about right. this. Like, and, and it still works. Like you, every yes. time you remind, like you just reminded me. Right. And so we jump on this podcast and I'm already buzzing, like my brain's going and I'm kind of like, I'm always listening, but I'm also like thinking of the different branches we can go. You've said so much. So I'm like, all right, I'll comment on this or this or this, like it just go, I'm just going. Right. And yeah. then you're like, and then pausing. And I was like, oh yeah. And just turn that volume down. And then I did like in that moment, I'm like, oh wait, I can be much quieter. Like I didn't even realize how much by buzzing I was doing, you know? Oh, and so all of a sudden, like I didn't even recognize the buzz until I turned it down, you know? I so relate to this. I yeah, so relate and then to this. I, what's really funny, which speaks to exactly what you said, I'm just, I'm exam like exemplifying what you just said is I turned the volume down and I don't know if anyone's listening, they're gonna be like, oh, that sounds like it feels good. No, then I got scared. Yes, I, I turned, yes. I turned the volume down and I was like, oh, that feels good. And then my brain was like, but what if she stops and you have nothing to say? Cause now you're not listening and you're not, or not, you're not buzzing like you were. You don't yes. have like this, this, all the stuff to choose from, and you're just going to have to see what happens and like really oh. see what happens. And then I felt that little bit of fear. And then I, it's like, okay, now I have to pause and use the inquiry and just sit there. And this all mm -hmm. can happen while we're talking. Like that's, what's wild. I, I so relate to this. Um, yeah. I, so I, I, I coached in person prior to the pandemic and obviously pandemic and all went online. And there's something about coaching on Zoom, especially in groups, when I coach groups, I am going a mile a minute because there's some anxiety, like I have to provide value and you're here and I'm here and otherwise we're just looking at each other. It's different if we're in the room and you all came together and then you guys can create some concoction here. I'm not necessarily responsible for all of it, but if it's on Zoom, I am going a mile a minute. And I'm anytime I'm um, sitting at this desk, I'm running Mala, right? Mm -hmm. When I am in on a Zoom group, they're a fucking mile a minute in my hand. Right. Like the right. like Ramdas describes the trip hammer. I am not using them to ground. I'm using them as a I might as well have a fidget spinner. Right. And it's the same thing. It's the same, like if I stop. Am I going? And I don't mean stop the mala, but stop the the degree of the the running, the pace, the thought process. And you can hear how insanely fast my dumbass brain mm -hmm. is here. Um, that boy, even in that moment, let me just pause. Right. I don't know what the end of that sentence is. Let's discover it together. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the scary thing. I, I'm not really sure where this is going, and yet in order for there to be magic in the coaching work, I better be discovering something rather than have an idea of where I'm going anyway. So the more I can slow down, and the mall is a great uh, tool right. for me to be going, how fast are you going, Bernie? Yeah, what can you right. do right now? How are you willing to pause? Um, and I, I'm just, I relate to the fear that comes out. Like, what mm -hmm. if I have nothing to offer? And mm -hmm. I've been risking that in my coaching groups more like, okay, yeah, great. What if I have nothing to offer? Yeah. Let's see what the fuck happens yeah. rather than if I have nothing to offer, it's going to be doom and gloom and I'm going to die alone and there is no God and things get very extreme <laughs> right. very quickly. Right. They really do. I, I will agree <laughs> with that. And what I love about your explanation of the mala and for anybody who's not familiar, it's just like a rosary, you know, with the beads and, you know, just so you can picture it. So it's funny because it sounds like it's like your, your, uh, I don't know what they call it. The thing that shows you the miles per hour on the right. car. <laughs> like right. you're like, if you look down, you're like, oh, wait, I'm going 90 miles an hour because I'm, I had no idea. Until know, like, yeah. Here. I need to slow down. Like, yeah. And that's what's just so interesting uh, about it. And, uh, you know, you said something else, but I, I'm, I'm losing it because, you know, and it's funny because of this, it's funny that we are 
having the conversation about the thing while doing the thing. It's like we're tightrope walking. The only way to do it. <laughs> on the tightrope. And we're like, yeah, this is all great in theory, but I might fall like right, right, right now. now. And, you know, and it's, it's interesting because it's, it's, you know, it's all a relationship we have with ourselves, with our experience. And, you know, it's funny because the first thing I think when I messaged you, I think some of the, the posts I, I saw, I don't know why my algorithm, I just saw a lot of relationship stuff, which makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, oh, you know, I find relationships fascinating. I would love to talk about relationships, you know, we hadn't talked and I didn't know the, how much we had in common and whatnot. And I was like, that sounds like a cool thing. And then uh, it's funny because I thought of that beforehand. And then now that we're talking, I'm just like, okay, so it's all, re- there's nothing that's not relationship. Yes. Yes. (laughs) There's nothing. There's not a single thing you're doing that's not in some relationship with someone, some experience with your thoughts, with the self. All of it. It. That's it. I I playfully once described myself to a client as like I'm a relationship coach, and she means like oh she said oh you mean intimate relationships. I said yes, but not not always with people. Sometimes with thoughts or fantasies or uh, concepts or expectations or. But yes, of course, it's all in relationship. And this is this is exciting to me, walking the tightrope with it being recorded. And, I, and I've had experience trying to put together my own podcast that was, of course, overwritten and over nowhere near as interesting as anything we're talking about right now. So it's it's exciting to be on the wire. And and what the fuck else is there? Like what right. even if we plan the thing, plan the conversation, the illusion of certainty is still the fucking illusion. Right. Um, right. So what, what what sort of safety do we really think we're we're having here? Right. And like what? And you know what? I'm going to I see Alan Watts there in the corner. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to steal from him who he I mean, he was just a facilitator of ancient knowledge anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he has that 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 really popular quote that is if you if you dreamt you and you could have any life that you wanted it could be perfect you could set it up exactly like you want all pleasure everything good and you could do that every single night then after hundreds maybe thousands maybe hundred thousand nights you'd say i wonder what would happen if i messed up like i wonder what would happen then and so it's like how much do i really even want this to go perfectly how much or do i want a little friction do I want, like, you don't create the fire with like one still rock, right? You have this friction and then this is what creates the blaze, you know, and then that's, that's right. what we're doing, you know, and that's a good analogy that just came into my head. So it's a beautiful analogy. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'll use it and credit you. Take, yeah, take it, do what you want with it. And it's, it's so funny though, because as I'm sitting here in the buzzing, in the pauses and in the fear, it's, it's like, you know, my brain, my body says, I didn't, I don't want the fear. And then I mm-hmm. have to kind of be like, oh, but do you like, do you want a little bit? Like, do you need it? Do you need a little bit? Like, as Alan Watts said, am I in the hundred thousandth dream where I'm like, let's see what happens if we don't prep for this podcast or like whatever. What I love about what you're playing with here is, is the utility of fear. Um, and you know, often clients are going like, I want to get rid of my fear. And look, the game is never about getting rid of any of it. It's only about turning into it or building a relationship or whatever metaphor. Um, but I was, I was just saying to someone yesterday, like, what if, I guess we we're talking about anxiety, but anxiety is an offshoot of fear. What if the fear just means it's important to you? Mm-hmm. What if it's just an indication that this is, this is valuable to you and nothing more? Um, that it's not even so much attached to a prediction or an outcome or what it means about you, but it's just, oh, 
this matters. What great information to have access to. Um, I like that reframe because if I, I look at this conversation, this is important to me. This conversation, the work, the everything we all we represent here, that's important to me. Why right. wouldn't I have a degree of fear behind me of I want this to go well? Right. And even it, and that's that's so good too, because I, I I've never really I mean, I've heard that before, but I've never really kind of uh, absorbed it in that way, like how you kind of framed it. And it's funny because you said a couple other things thrown in there about, you know, how the fear could, you know, uh, obviously what's important to you, but what did you, um, we could see it as, you know, an access point to a lot of different things. Like if I see that, okay, I'm fearful because if I mess up, then I, if I stumble with my words, I won't sound smart. I won't sound value. And then I won't be valuable because if I'm not that smart, I'm not valuable and so on and so on. And what it says about ourselves, you know, and then all of a sudden now I have this little like token about my values, what's important to me, like not even just in this, this experience is important, but who am I and what do I find important? Now I can look at that and say, all right, do I, do I put too much value on that? Mm. Or do I put the right amount? And I just need to make sure that I focus my, maybe I'm, maybe it is like that. Hey, I do find intelligence valuable. And I'm going to say, you know what, less Netflix, more books. I'm going to do that. Or I might say that, you know what, I put too much value on intelligence, but the fear is like this little indicator of, where our values right. are, what's important to us. Like all it's, it's strangely in a lot of cases, especially with, you know, us who are living in, you know, privilege in a lot of ways, these are fears. The ones that yeah. when we're getting on a zoom podcast or we're what, going to a meeting at work, it's like, what is it? Like it's giving you information. That's, That's right. all it's doing. It's That's just right. giving you information. Yeah. And yeah, this is the, the information about, um, I, to me, the, the language that I use for that is like, what qualities and characteristics do you have versus which ones have you, which ones are you a hostage to? What, you know, where, uh, if we have a freedom of uh, freedom, excuse me, if we have an identity around needing to be seen as intelligent, then we always have to promote our intelligence as opposed to being intelligent where it's appropriate and being a fool where it's appropriate and contributing with other qualities and characteristics of ourselves. Right. I remember the, the first time my coach said to me, this is like the greatest insult ever. Um, mm. He goes, Molly, do you want to be a smart coach or you want to be an effective coach? I was like, oh, I didn't I realize they were right. mutually exclusive. I thought <laughs> right. I thought being effective or you know being smart yeah. was being effective and I'm going right. get curious about what you're missing. And yeah. Sean, the very next day, I had a client come into my office who was doing a ton of reassurance seeking. Mm -hmm. And I said, I had to watch myself from like, want to provide a bunch of answers and sound very smart and cure her, her insecurity in the process, just making her more dependent on me for those answers and having to pause and, and take a page from my, the, the clinical, <laughs> the clinical background and go, can we just tolerate the not knowing together? that required me risking that identity of looking stupid. And what is this, who, by the way, this client also happened to be a clinician. So there was, mm. you know, the, oh, the, the wow. stakes feel high and I want to right. prove myself. And, um, but yeah, we, as soon as I go to um, satisfying that identity, I'm not of service. Right. In the same way. Right. Yeah, and it's, those, yeah. it's that's the, you want to be a smart coach or an effective coach is so good. Cause in my, like, I, as I envisioned the story, I was like, I wonder if there's a part of you that was like, well, I do want to be a smart coach. Like there is like, I do oh, totally, you know, cause you obviously <laughs> the answer is effective coach. I know the answer, but sure. what, there's part of me that's like, 
Wait, I kind of want the smart one. Like, yeah, yeah. That? His point, his point being that, like, I didn't, I wasn't, I, I thought I had choice over how I was coaching, but because this identity had me, mm-hmm. I didn't have any freedom around that. I had, I was a slave to the identity. I had to be smart all the time, which just meant right. market intelligence rather than being appropriate to the situation. I mean, that's so good because we have a lot of these characters. Because being smart is not a bad characteristic. So on paper, if mm-hmm. I say that Molly is smart, that's looks good. It's a, sure. oh, that's a nice sentence. Like if you could give that to my three or I could say it to my three-year-old niece and mm-hmm. say, you're so smart. And she would, that's good. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, she mm-hmm. would know that. But within this context of, like you said, it having you, it's no longer a good one. So we have these, and this goes back to the non-dual idea of like, what's good, what's bad and in yes. what situation. And it's yes. like, it's breaking my brain a little bit because the ones that have you can also be of in line with your values. That could be yes. something you think is important to you. And that's totally. okay. And it's like, cause I have some that are just, uh, you know, some are silly. Like some, I, I love being a little different, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. want to be, I want to be a little bit outside the group. I want to be accepted, but I still want to sure. be like, oh, he's a little different. He's like the the weird guy or whatever it is. And so, you know, right. I'll notice it come out in little things, you know, I'll, I'll wear, like, if I go to a concert, I'll wear a non-music shirt and I could go to a, another event, I'll wear the music just to be like, I'm going to do yep. the opposite of the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in, in a basic sense, it's not really harmful right? Not at all. Yeah. It's not really harmful. I, it makes me explore non-traditional things. And I, I like that about myself, but, but in many cases, now that I'm hearing you say this, I'm like, oh, it has me in a lot of senses where now I can't even participate in the big popular thing because I have to be this all the time. Yes. That's what it looks like when an identity has, has you hostage, essentially that you, we think there's choice about this personality about like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the different one when you discover. Yeah. But you have the freedom to also be the same where necessary or to join in or to just be a part of exclusively. Mm -hmm. Um, Another quality that I like that illustrates this is we think of loyalty as Mm -hmm. a really positive quality. Absolutely. But if you have the idea of like, oh, I need, I need to be seen as loyal, I need to see myself as loyal, boy, you're going to have loyalty of, to, to a fault. You're going right. to stay in relationships longer than you should. You're going to feel guilty about taking care of yourself. You're going to allow yourself to be taken advantage of. So freedom would be the ability to be loyal where appropriate and the ability to be disloyal where appropriate. Like, hey, right. I got new information. We're done. Right. As opposed to we have to market all the time, that quality of loyalty. And that's the combative fear. Who do you think right. you are without that? And always the, the people who are, um, the people who are always solving a problem with these identities, like the intelligence identity is solving the problem of how stupid I'm really afraid that mm-hmm. I am, or how normal you're afraid you are, or how disloyal or, or disingenuous we're afraid we are with the, the loyalty example. But we're almost always solving a problem we don't fucking have. The, the people who are loyal to a fault are actually not at risk really for being disloyal. They're at risk for being taken advantage of. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not ri- at risk for sounding stupid. I might be overscheduled and disorganized, but uh, stupidity is not usually what people are attaching to me. And normal right. is not going to come your way either. Right. So we just, isn't it fascinating how we play it's with this stuff? It's unbelievable. And it goes back to those those essential, those basic tools that you, you threw out earlier. It's just the inquiry. 
about yes. it. Like it's, that's the inquiry. That's the, and it, it's the other ones are included. The, the pause mm-hmm. and the, and the breath obviously is included with the pause. I mean, don't stop breathing for too long. Just going to throw that out <laughs> as a disclaimer. <laughs> good but, disclaimer. Yeah. But then the inquiry is what we're doing right now. It's right. because as you're saying this, I'm like, oh no, I can see this one. I can see which one has me, which one do I have? Or like, which one am I working in relationship with? And which one right. am I just being pulled along by? And it's just, it's so interesting. And it's happening 24 like, seven, even in your dreams. And yep. like, yep. like, and it's yep. just so wild. If you just add like a dash of inquiry to every single interaction relationship that you have mm-hmm. i mean it's it's insane i get i'm i'm almost like done i'm like we could stop the recording you know? i'm like <laughs> right. this is enough like this is this is plenty because it's just like i mean your relationship with traffic your relationship yes. with your parents your relationship with you know having your your romantic relationship or your lack of romantic relationship whatever yep. it is it's all got this information there that all it needs is a little bit of inquiry and to see like which, which, you know, thing has you and which do you have, which it's so good. Just a different relationship. Right. Um, and yeah. all of that work is, is born of my mentor, Brett Costin, who is a, uh, he, he would probably be the, I, I would say this to his face. He's a coach and a madman and uh, an mm. incredible figure in my life. Who's um, trained me to be the coach I am. Um, and yeah, of course, swimming in many of the same waters that that we've been talking about this whole time. The other piece that's essential with that inquiry, and I know you'll agree with this, is the compassion. Because we can get abusive, especially those of us that um, are dedicated to this work and dedicated to the inquiry or dedicated to the whatever method it is that we're going all in on. Um, I certainly could get abusive with my inquiry and rigid and regimented and um, and critical in a way that isn't helpful it comes mm-hmm. down to like do I have like just because I'm uh, criticizing myself doesn't mean there's any critical thinking going on right those aren't um, right. those aren't the same and so if 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 there's not compassion in the inquiry it's just a weapon right I mean that's so that's so good and it's uh it's very true and it's it's you know this mistake I feel like we all can make when we're we're dealing with this stuff is now I say okay being being different is good right and then i i work you know i i basically attack that idea because i'm like you have me by the throat and now Mm -hmm. i i have to fight you and now i fight you and now i put it in the bad category and like oh you just okay you you literally just did that you just flipped the coin but it's literally the same thing like the weight is still there the weight on me is still there it's like that's not freedom either to decide it's bad and you know what i i'm gonna go back to this and i i want i mean I'm a, I'm actually a pretty big people pleaser too. Like I want everyone to have peace. That's the thing. I want everyone to feel okay. Like that's mm-hmm. a, that's a thing that just, you know, is, is constantly in my, in my head. Right. Wait a second. Wait a second, Sean, but uh-huh. you're to your point about friction earlier mm-hmm. oh, and I the know. fire and like, how dare you rob others of this experience to have right. that kind of friction. Okay. And this is why I'm having such a good time in this conversation. And this is why I'm holding strong to the Vivekananda <laughs> relation with you okay. where it's just like, no, like no more of this, like, and it's the freedom thing. You keep saying freedom. Like they, so if even though we, we said earlier that there's no, we're not trying to, to end our anxiety. We're not trying to like, there's not an end result that we're 
you know, it's like, all right, I got my car back, my engine's fixed. Like, it's not sure. that. But the, the thing that you keep saying is freedom. So we're just pointing towards personal freedom self in, in ourselves, right? And it's yeah. freedom, freedom, freedom. We keep hearing that. And that was, shoot, if Vivekananda didn't yell freedom a bunch of times, I don't know what he did. So like, <laughs> I'm true. still, I'm still making this correlation and I love it. And this is the thing for me is I, I also, these are why like Vivekananda and teachers like this or conversations like this are so important to me because mm-hmm. I know it's one of those things. I know it intellectually. I know it's, I get the friction thing. I can get, I can make cool right. analogies and be kind of proud of myself. But then I, I feel it sometimes, you know, it starts to sink down into that. And then I have to be able to thrust that power outward into my actual right. life. And that's right. where sometimes I, you know, I, and this is where the compassion comes in too, because that means that when it doesn't come up, when I forget it, when I do keep the peace at all costs at, at my own expense, even the compassion mm-hmm. to the, the post that experience from like, oh, I see that. And that's fine. Like, and like, it's so interesting how the, 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 you know, aggressive truth, almost this, a radical, like unapologetic truth of, of inquiry and, and, and freedom comes in and then the compassion has to be mixed together. Like, and it's such a, it's, and it goes back to like, well, we can't have those at the same time. It's all these weird misconceptions, these non-dual misconceptions about like, well, I, I can't correct myself. I have to fight the bad. It's like, well, it has to facilitate compassion. It has to open that space in you to allow, like you said earlier, it's so funny because I feel like all we're doing is repeating ourselves this whole time in different we ways. Are. And Don't tell anyone. We so, are. <laughs> I will delete that part. Like, no, but, no, no, like, don't. no, I'm just joking. It's, it's I'm perfect. joking. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's so good because it just means that like, it's all, it's all working together. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I needed to hear this shit repeatedly. I still need to. I mean, the reason we're having this conversation, sure, it might be for other people listening, but it's really to remind ourselves like, oh, right, this is that we got to include all of it. There's got to be compassion in it. There's got to be courage in it. There, there's another tool. Uh, mm-hmm. There's got to be breath. There's got to be pausing. Um, but I, I don't I don't have a problem with it being repetitive because there's I mean, there's really only one conversation to have right. in some ways, like if we make right. it big enough. Right. And these teachers that we've referenced, uh, you know, Vivekananda talked about the self. You have to have mm-hmm. faith in yourself first. You cannot have faith in a God, in a belief system, in a system at all, unless you have it in yourself first. And all right. these, you know, everyone talks about the self. We're all looking at the self in order to expand outward. Even Ramdas would be like, he would, mm-hmm. I don't, don't think he would argue with that. Nope, and not at all. It's, it's so interesting. And you know what? This reminds me, I did. I did write down a quote from, I think, one of your Instagram posts, and I, I think it was yours, and we're just going to go with this. Let's find out. Uh, so and maybe it was from your website. I don't remember. That's how much prep work I did. I'm such a good host. <laughs> anyway. I love it. I love uh, it. It's, it's, you're the cavalry you've been waiting for. Oh, you're the cavalry. Yes. Cavalry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, we're going to no, leave no, that mistake okay. in. Let's Great. leave that mistake in because I need to be humbled in that sense. <laughs> So just a quick, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. So not only did I say that word wrong, but my microphone cord fell out and mm-hmm. I can feel like the heat in my face just a little bit in a way mm-hmm. that's like, oh, there it is. Make sure you fall off the tightrope on occasion. And <laughs> Thanks, Alan too. Watts. Yeah, yeah we, we, you have to, you have to. This is, that's part of why I, um, 
not that you're asking, I'm sorry, you're talking about me, um, why I pivoted from being a therapist is that there's too much pressure to stay on the fucking tightrope as a therapist, too much pressure to hold up a mirror and, and, um, and be a blank slate. And I, that's, that's not, not from didn't fit with my human condition it didn't leave enough space to unplug the microphone cord or screw something up or or the swearing for example like i yeah just don't want to edit that much yeah all of it all of it is included anyway back to the quote um thank you world for that example of how we can mess (laughs) up uh but yeah back to that quote can we talk about that a little bit let's get back i'm not even going to try to say it again i'm going to mess it up no, no, that's great. Uh, you were the cavalry you've been waiting for. That was something that um, that came to mind on a, one of you know one of the many dark nights of the soul that uh, we have in our. I think this particular dark night was in, in my twenties or something. I feel like most of our most of our twenties suck. Like we don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. like everyone thinks oh, you're supposed to be in, enjoying your life, and no, you're mm-hmm. supposed to be mm-hmm. navel gazing and um, and wondering what's this all about, and is right. suffering really right. it. Um, so on one of those nights, the the discovery of like, oh shit, it's just it's just me. There's no rescue team here. There's no um, I'm not I'm probably not going to get a burning bush here. I'm mm. probably not going to get um, the lobotomy or the 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 relief that I'm looking for in the way that I think it is. If it's really up to me, this game has to change. If it's right. really up to me. Mm-hmm. I gotta look closer. <laughs> I've gotta, right. I've gotta find a different strategy to work with that, and that's both terrifying mm-hmm. and encouraging. That like, right. oh, if this is all, if it's all in house, <laughs> right? I think I can. At least I can figure out what the next step is. I can at least right. be in relationship with all these pieces. But we are a a culture that thrives on and is entirely built and marketed on the idea that you can wash away the stain of your human condition. You can, you can find a solution to this. It's entirely external, Um, you know, not to change topics too much, but I think capitalism is really thriving exclusively on that idea Um, that if we thought we were enough, the economy would not run. It simply wouldn't. So we're really dependent on this idea that something's coming, someone's coming, someone's better, you know, whether it's the self-help book or the right therapist or the right relationship, something is going to ease this. Right. And when we stop to consider that nothing is, things radically change. Right. And that's the thing that, you know, Vivekananda said, the self, the faith in the self. And this is what you said in that perfect quote, like, it's just, And it's not that external things aren't happening and that they Mm -hmm. don't affect us. And I mean, that's, that's a real thing. Um, And especially in extreme examples, but in the sense of, you know, what can we do about it and how can we engage with the self and the external, you know, because Mm -hmm. the external is happening. I don't know. I don't know. Like it's just happening. And then we have to then deal with, then we're still dealing with the self. Like it's always the self. You know, yes. so just that, that idea that, you know, like you said, if it's in house, oh, okay, then that's actually kind of nice, you know, yeah. you know, it's kind of, okay. That means that I, I can work with it. You know, I have all the tools already. They're mm-hmm. just yet to be, uh, kind of manifested. And I think that's another Vivekananda thing here. I mean, I, I guess mm-hmm. I'm on a kick, I guess you, you kind of sparked that in me. I don't know why I'm not as obsessed as I sound, but like it is, <laughs> I don't true. believe you. I know he's got, a, there's a picture literally right behind my I shoulder. See, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but the point being is that, yeah, this is, this is essential 
the the self work is the external is how you affect change externally is how you start dealing with anything right. and even when you say like at even inquiry about you know we can even zoom out let's like you did with the capitalist thing so like okay we're always talking about us as individuals we do know working on yourself affects the the external but if we zoom out to our culture and we say okay what is that capitalist thing informing about me like what are the beliefs that now i think are real about the external world or about myself and one of the things that always hits me when anyone brings this up is this idea of uh you know finite resources like there's not enough for everyone so you better get yours right like mm -hmm. and you get yours at the expense of everybody else you know so and then we start to think okay well that must be the case with love that must be the case with acceptance that must be the case with everything all the things that are essential so now right. i have to like hold on and hoard and put as much savings in my bank account, whether it be validation or connection or whatever. And you don't even recognize you're doing it like that, but yes. you're, you're, you're basically trying to be the richest person in, in all these different ways. And in doing so, we're not actually sharing. We're not actually opening up. We're not yep. actually getting any of the things we think we are. Like it's, it's wild. Cause it's like, yeah, your bank account might say a number, but like, what do you, really have in this stuff that we're talking about i think this self-inquiry and then what happens when you do the self-inquiry then you start connecting with other people and then all of a sudden you're being more authentic and more honest and it's scary but then all of a sudden like we'll have this one conversation right mm -hmm. this is the first conversation we've ever had right and i will feel more connected to you than some people that i've worked with for seven years yep yep that's absolutely right that's absolutely right. And I think it's because of the degree of vulnerability you're showing up with and, and right. the, my imperfection and fumbling through shit. And mm -hmm. um, the, the more, I, this is a, a bit of a buzzword, but yeah, the more authenticity we can bring to the table, the more we actually get affirmation that we're enough. <laughs> if, if you're right. tap dancing and promoting something about yourself and you get really positive feedback about that, that just affirms that the tap dancing is required mm -hmm. as opposed to right. you know, show up with the mic unplugged and the swearing and the uh, without yeah. the questions and let's see right. what grows organically here right. if if we trust in the enoughness and i don't mean to sound too woo, -woo in that that there's I, I assure you there's critical thinking in this mm -hmm. but if we trust in the enoughness which is already feeling so fucking risky to most of us it's such mm -hmm. a threat to how we think we need to operate but something magical happens something else happens, something that our nonlinear brain, that this, this slab of meat, this prefrontal cortex cannot plan for, happens. We couldn't right. have planned this better. I would not have hit right. all the points that I'm happy to have hit. And then you asked right. awesome questions and introduced right. really cool references. We couldn't have planned that. Right. That's right. about a degree of surrender and faith in collaboration. Right. And I, when I use the word faith, I mean, mm -hmm. faith as opposed to hope, that hope right. is it's got it's got to work out, and here's how I know it's worked out. It's attached to some particular results. Faith is it's already worked out, and the results right. are none of my business. Right. And that's certainly how I felt coming into this. Is like the conversation's right. already worked out. I trust you. I trust mm -hmm. me. I trust right. whatever powers that be that are are guiding this whole thing or allowing right. it to lawfully unfold. And right. the rest is none of my business. Right. And we could also say the powers that be are the things that are in you. The thing that yes. you're searching for in the self is the are the powers that be. Like yes. there's like yes. and so when you say I trust the powers that be, if you say I trust the universe, if you say I have faith that that God's gonna keep this conversation. 
that's you is what you're whatever talking language. about. Yeah. Whatever right. language you want to use and to describe that it's, it's yeah, internal. It's, this is not it's an internal thing. and it's, and it's, but it does take some work to get as like all this potential to grow into something. And I, I swear, I'm going to do one more Vivekananda thing and then we're done do with it. that. No, but no, 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 no. He no, talks no, about, no. You can't dismiss yeah, him. You have to keep talking. I should yeah. not dismiss him. You're right. Uh, he talks about the, the, you know, the banyan tree comes from the, the seed and that mm -hmm. everything that that huge tree that you get to sit under is already in the seed. You know, it just needs, you know, it needs to be planted and, and, and water and so on. You could say, well, that it needs that too, but the, the ingredients to become this, the ingredients to its potential exist in the seed essentially. Mm -hmm. So what we're saying now is if we have faith, it's that we have the ingredients already. That's right. That's right. And when I sit down to work with someone in a, a in a coaching conversation, that has to be my orientation is that all the ingredients are there. My job is to get the stuff that isn't there out of the way. And I don't mean that in some glamorous, like I think that the, the quote around Michelangelo and David um, carving, right. I do not mean to imply that that's my right. role, but merely to call out what's the noise, what's not right. credible, what sounds suspicious to me, right. what sounds like it's rooted in something else other than the reality of the present moment. Right. Um, it, and go ahead. Yeah. Well, I just, I just want to speak to the, the point that you, we need sometimes someone who's not inside here, hearing all the noise to be like, Hey, you do this a lot. And like, oh yeah, you know, you're right. Yes. I, and I, I need that too. This is why uh, I, I really insist on I'm, you know, I'm not fucking enlightened here. I have my head right. up my ass a good percentage of the time. Right. Um, all I have when I'm working with someone else is the luxury of perspective. And then of course my own studies, my own, um, my own education and my own committed dedication to this right. process. But and yeah, it's just perspective. It's just perspective. So even when we talk about inquiry inquiry with some perspective is all the pause is what almost gives you perspective and so you can use inquiry you know that's what I mean? right that's like right that if there's space. no pause and we're just going into the inquiry chances are again this is quoting my coach chances are your head's up your ass that you're mm -hmm. you're responding to the noise in your head that it's the commentary right. driven by shame and fear rather than right. pause is there an inquiry? And when we're, this is something I like to say about inquiry is that when we ask the question, we are almost always on to let's find the answer. No, no, no. The, the freedom is in the asking, just right. in the asking. You just stay open. If there is an answer, great, but don't go seeking it. Otherwise, right. you're going to employ the prefrontal cortex here, which is not actually involved in the inquiry. Mm -hmm. Inquiry is a practice of the heart. Right. And that's, I, and I love that you said that because it just made me think, okay, so I was picturing space or pause inquiry but we need pause inquiry pause <laughs> you yes. know we need we yeah. need that on the other side too because yeah you think that's really well said just exactly what you said the inquiry comes with like oh cool now i can i go get the answer right i'll just flip to the back of the math book and get the or whatever it's like no <laughs> like you need to, I, I you need and that's what i would do because i could not figure out the math problems but Me too. Me too. the pause after is so essential so i'm so glad that you said that because i was almost picturing it in order this 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 and then we right. get our result and you know we get we get tricked into even if we know there's no result we keep thinking there's probably a, not for but me there, though. there really is right <laughs> yeah, like yeah i know for them not but for me there's going to be a result so i love that so i i the pause after the inquiry as well um is so good and if you do if you can link pause and breath you know that you always need breath so that means you always need pause so as many pauses as you can add to your day you know in it is probably better. 
habit stacking 101 really mm -hmm. yeah can you, mm -hmm. can you pause and breathe at the same time yeah. um and look many days i cannot right. i preach this right. stuff all the time plenty of times i cannot right. um but the times when i can i boy is it effective yeah for sure um, and not effective for annihilating the feeling but effective right. for allowing me to tolerate whatever's going on right right so since we're nearing our hour and i know you have a thing uh I'm going to throw out two quick ones because I always cool. end with these. Um, so one is just, you know, I started this podcast based on the idea that I like, I like to share stuff. I like to suggest things, whether it's a book or a song I like sharing. I think most people do like this mm -hmm. thing was, this hit me here. Um, so I just ask every guest to give a suggestion, whether it can be a practice, it can be a song, mm -hmm. it can be a book, it can be it doesn't, it doesn't have to be deep, but it can be. So whatever comes to you. And I say, if you were to suggest to people, what, what would you do? What would you say? I'm looking up in my bookshelf here going, uh -huh. oh no, I have to recommend the book. What is right. the book? Um, right. the, the, the catalyst for me was really Alan Watts out of your mind. Mm. Um, which I think is one of his, the later books that it's a kind of an accumulation of a lot of his lectures. And so therefore a, a really refined series of um i think that that's where he first talked about or where i'm remembering reading yeah i can't finish the sentence for some reason what am i remembering reading something you said earlier that sparked it whatever the case i i, mm -hmm. I can't do a great book report because it's been a few years right, since i read right, it but right. um something about how it was all presented there made me walk around the world in an entirely different way right. um and and got me to ramdas which right. um that's home. I mean, that's exactly right. Alan Watts got me to Ram Dass and then on to, he got me to Ramakrishna and Vivekananda and stuff uh -huh, like that. So uh -huh. like, I feel like I'm just being passed along. What I, I love about that, and I'm going to throw this on because if anyone is like, I'm not a reader, I'm just going to throw that away. Listen to Alan Watts. Sure. You know, or just, ooh, ooh, I have a, a really good recommendation as well. Okay. This um, uh, this was this book has been a portal to a number of people, and it's a really easy listen. Um, Pete Holmes' book, Comedy, Sex, God. Okay, you have to, we're not allowed to start talking about Pete Holmes and Alan Watts at this point in the conversation. <laughs> we have to do it later I, or this earlier. Podcast would not exist without you. Made it weird. Like I, it's just Pete Holmes and as a whole. I yeah. I went and yeah. saw the the Be Here Now anniversary a few years oh, ago. And uh, I tried to talk to Pete Holmes about how important he was to me. And I stumbled over every single word. And he told, he just said, stop. And I stood and he stood up and he's like way bigger than me because he's like bigger than everyone. And he just grabbed me and held me for like 45 seconds. And my head's like on his chest. Point being is he was an access point though into all of this stuff. So yeah. we have to make, we're going to have to have a part two where we just talk let's about do it. our trajectory and like our Yeah, let's get more personal, less <laughs> right, theoretical, right, more personal. Right, and so, um, yes. so good. Definitely listen to that. Um, and Alan Watts on YouTube. Just his laugh alone will get you somewhere. <laughs> like it's so it good. Sure right? will. Boy, um, when uh, when Ramdas talks about the cosmic giggle, mm, that's one right, of them. Right, right, for sure. Okay, last question. We'll make yeah. this one quick. So um, it, it's uh, based on the story of Peter Pan. The boy, the lost lost boys are in Neverland, and mm -hmm. in order to elevate themselves to fly, they get some pixie dust and they think a happy thought. What's the happy thought? Oh my God, you're gonna make me cry. Mm. All, all of this is gonna make me cry. Um, 
Well, when, when my son was born um, three years ago, we did a home birth because it was in the middle of COVID. And I remember looking down at him and I said to my mom, what do I do? Mostly mocking myself, like, I'm not a mom. I don't know how to fucking do this. What do I do? And the midwife was like, you enjoy your moments with your child. And my mom knew what to do. She started to sing because that's what we do together. So we sang this old hymn um, and my husband joined and I'm sure this midwife was like, who are these Looney Tunes? Um, but singing with my mom and my baby and my husband, Tim. Wow. I there mean, you yeah, you're getting me here. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like, well done. And can I just, can I thank you first for that story? And also, did you notice, and you were in it, so you probably didn't, the longest pause that we had in this entire conversation was followed by like the most emotionally exposed and honest like thing that was said you know what I mean you just stopped Oof. totally stopped you sat thank there, you and then that happened like how what if this doesn't speak to pauses I don't know what does I need that reminder I need that feedback because I you know a lot of my anxiety is like am I am I providing value and if I'm pausing is there value and God, if we look at Mozart, the, the music doesn't exist without the pause. It doesn't exist right. without the rest. Yeah. So no, <laughs> right. I didn't, did not mean to compare my shit to Mozart, to be clear. No, it, it is, though. It makes sense. You're not going to every note without a pause in between them. <laughs> if I turned on the radio today and there were no more pauses, like, I, don't know why turn finding, <laughs> I don't know why I'm finding that so funny just to hear every song just like with everything. I don't know why that yep. hits me. Maybe you just became so exposed that now I'm just like in a... Uh, a truer space to where like even the silly stuff feels sillier. So what a treat to talk right. to. I want to do yeah. this again and, and more like let's, we will. Yeah, yeah. we, we absolutely okay. will. Um, and we're making perfect time. It is 1158 my time. So I think you're right there. So thank mm -hmm. you. This was amazing. I thank loved every you. moment of it, all the mistakes and all the pauses. So good. Thank you. What a delicious start to the day. I appreciate right. you, Sean. Take good uh, care. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Remember, you are always everything. Bye.